0: Listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jews, If I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is not true. But there is another who testifies on my behalf and I know that the testimony he gives on my behalf is true. You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept human testimony, but I say this so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. But I have testimony greater than John's. The works that the Father gave me to accomplish, these works that I perform testify on my behalf, that the Father has sent me. Moreover, the Father who sent me has testified on my behalf, but you have never heard his voice nor seen his form, and you do not have his word remaining in you because you do not believe in the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf, but you do not want to come to me to have life. I do not accept human praise. Moreover, I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I came in the name of my Father, but you did not accept me. Yet if another comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe when you accept praise from one another and do not seek the praise that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who will accuse you is Moses. In whom you have placed your hope. For if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, because he wrote about me. But if you do not believe in his writings, how will you believe in my words? The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you peace. Amen. Peace be with you. Oh my goodness, the readings today are just spectacular. Oh wow, that first reading from the book of Exodus, it's the golden calf incident. They call Israel's calf-hearted response. <laughs> and, it's, and that story serves as the story par excellence of sin and rebellion. You know that the people had been taken out of Egypt by the Lord God, out of the land of slavery, and it doesn't take long and they rebel. Um, some people say it was easier to take the Israelites out of Egypt than to take the Egypt out of the hearts of the Israelites, right? They'd been in, they'd been in Egypt for 400 years and they were so deeply influenced by that culture and their paganism, their, their false gods, their idolatry. And so the Lord has this hilarious moment where he says to Moses, go down and get your people. You know? And Moses is like, no, 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 these are your people. It's kind of funny. God is almost trying to like disown them, so to speak. And, um, and so the, but what it is and what it highlights is the sinfulness of our human nature. You know, the, the Bible, including this story, testifies that there's something wrong with us. Something's broken. Our nature is good, created by God, good, but yet it's wounded, it's fallen, it's broken. We're disordered. And that what that means is, we need a savior. Can I get an amen from the church? You know, We need a savior. We need a savior. And there it is, huh? And it's interesting how this story has been put together with this story from John chapter 5. Whoa, did you catch some of the details in today's gospel? Whoa. Wow. Jesus is confronting them on their disbelief. It's similar to God and Moses confronting the golden calf rebellion and Jesus is putting it right in their face. You think you have salvation through Moses? I'm the guy Moses wrote about, you know, and you're rejecting me unless you come to me, you know, so it's like, whoa, he's really bringing it to a head, and you start to realize they've got two options. Option number one is humble yourself and repent. Come to Jesus for life. Or your second option is kill him. It's gotta go either way, right? (laughs) And, and that's why the liturgy of the church, the season of Lent, we're getting ready for Holy Week. There it is. There it is. Those are, I, I present to you two paths. Choose which path you'll take. The path to life, the path to death. There it is. Um, so praise God. Um, so I want to tell you a little story to kind of highlight something in these passages. Today is the 14th anniversary of passing of one of our friars. He was the first Friar to pass away in our community, Father Robert Stanyan. Anybody here had known Father Robert? You guys didn't know him? Oh, I feel so bad for you. So Father Robert was one of the founders of my community, and he uh, was a Capuchin lay brother for many, many, many years. They left the Capuchins to start the renewal, and then he gets the call to the priesthood, and as a Capuchin lay brother, he kind of had a thing against priests, which is you know a thing you'll see it you know if he was mistreated by priests or whatever and he was like ah and so the lord calls him to priesthood and he got so mad at the lord <laughs> and he was like i'll only become a priest if you send three lay brothers to replace me you know like so and he was one of these people that he's so different so unique so hilarious and people that meet him, they're like, oh man, this was a special person. It re- he reminded me of the words of Jesus concerning John the Baptist. He was a light, and it was a joy to bask in his light. Father Robert had so many health problems, including he had this disease where his spine was all fused. So we used to tease him, like when we got the passage that sucked about the people being stiff necked, <laughs> like we had today, is like, yeah, that's you, Father. You know, ah. He would like go like this because he couldn't move, you know, he was, his spine was fused. And, and here's the thing in the midst of his suffering, in the midst of just all of that, he was the most joyful person I've ever met. He was so joyful. He struggled, he suffered, he was not perfect, but he was so joyful. And I think the joy really, there's only one thing that explains how a person could have joy like he did. And that is Humility. You know, when we're not joyful, it's because we're so prideful. You know, and all the stuff we struggle with, with the anger and the frustration, and we get uptight about everything, and all the the drama that often happens for all of us, even as we struggle to come to terms with our own sinfulness, it's Pride, capital P, Pride. (laughs) But to be joyful is to be humble. You know, even in the midst of difficulties and in the midst of great suffering, we can be joyful, to give a joyful witness to the Lord. You know, to to have a mind and a heart that is open to the Lord. We're ready to come to the Lord. You know, it's like there's a little of Adam and Eve in us, huh? What do we want to do? We want to run and hide, right? (laughs) Let me just run and hide, okay? And the Lord is like, no, come to me. If you want to be saved, come to me. I am the Savior. I'm the one who made you. I'm the one who loves you. I'm the one who died for you to forgive you your sins, to heal that wounded broken human nature. That's what Jesus wants to do. That's what Jesus does. And if you really believed it, how could we do anything other than being joyful? huh? And I'm not talking about being in a good mood. I'm not talking about, okay, that that song from Oklahoma, oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a beautiful feeling everything's going my way. I, it's just ironic to see that on Broadway in New York because that, that idea is so contrary to the spirit of New York City, okay? <laughs> I, I, was, I was there at the, at the musical, somebody had tickets and I wanted to yell, nothing is going my way, you know? Like, but even when nothing's going your way, the grace of the Lord enables us to be joyful. We can be joyful, not because it's something we have, it's something God does. The joy of knowing that we're forgiven. To the joy of knowing that God is real and that he loves us and he wants to have a relationship with us. The joy of knowing why we are here. I feel so bad for people who don't know why they're here on earth. The joy of knowing where, what's waiting for us. It begins with pearly gates and after that it just gets better. The joy of knowing that who waits for us the one who, who made us, the one who loves us, the one who has the power to forgive us and the forgiveness is being offered. And so we thank the Lord for the gift of joy. Let the joy loosen up your stiff neck so that we may be open to Jesus and humble and joyful, amen. amen.